and this God my deliverer the lives of his people. There's so many people around the world that are facing tough situations and they feel like if there's no change that they won't make it through. Some people are standing at death's door and they need a radical miracle to take place in their lives. Other people are facing financial issues and they need a financial breakthrough. Some people are at the crossroads in their faith and they need a spiritual breakthrough. But our God is not only able to give us the breakthrough that we need, but he's not only willing to give us the breakthrough that we need, but he is going to, in accordance with his word, give us the breakthrough that we need. So the title of our series is called Breakthrough. God, my deliverer, is today's sermon today. And as we go through this sermon, we're going to start with a movie. And many of you have may have seen this movie when it came into the theater. Some of you may not. But it is entitled Breakthrough. And it actually comes from a real-life story of a young man that slipped through the ice and died, technically speaking. He was under the water for 15 minutes. And then there was no pulse, no life for 45 minutes. But when his mom showed up, she called on the Holy Spirit to deliver her son. She called on the Holy Spirit to do what the doctor said was impossible. And many times people are facing a situation, whether it's in their health, whether it's in their family, whether it is in, their, in, in some area of their life, they're facing a situation where it seems impossible but God, my deliverer, will respond. If we call on the Holy Spirit, he will respond. So let's take a look at Breakthrough. Rise and shine. Breakfast is ready in 10 minutes. And don't make me come back up there. This is our town. It's a close-knit community. The kind of place where everyone knows everyone. Hi, Miss Jay. Hey, how are you girls? And we're only there for each other. Nice sermon, Pastor. What do you guys have on for the rest of the day? Well, John has a basketball game. Yeah, I've seen this guy group it up around here. This kid is so lit. Text your mom tomorrow and tell her when and where to pick you up. And, uh, don't do anything stupid. Love you guys. Run up and down, up again. 
Thanks for joining me. In the war that day, I was ready to give up, but then I hear this voice telling me, go back. Either I'm nuts or God's talking to you. But I don't believe in God. I believe, but maybe that only goes so far with something like this. I'm your pastor. I'm supposed to walk alongside you for as long as it takes. Did you see the Facebook page? It's going viral. Tony? I hope he's going to be okay. We're not going to get through this alone. Whatever you have for me, for Brian, for John. As we see in this clip of the movie Breakthrough, this mother walked into a hospital room where her son had been laying. He had been under the water for 15 minutes. And then the doctor spent another 45 minutes trying to revive him. All of them had given up on him. But when his mother walked into the room, his mother called on the Holy Spirit to deliver her son. And as you notice from the clip, it shows where he started breathing on his own. And so many people are facing a situation where you've lost oxygen, you've lost air, you've been down for too long, and others around you have given up because they don't think you'll make it. In fact, you want to give up because it's been so long that you don't think you're going to make it. But just as this mother called on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit answered, the Holy Spirit will answer if we call upon him. So let's take a look at the real life story. Now, Breakthrough is the name of the movie that was taken from the real life story. But let's take a look at the real life story. second away from all dying. And there's a picture of you on the ice. You're on the right. 
So from that moment, it cracked your other two friends. That photo actually was the night before. Okay. So that w that was after the game when we all got to his house. That's when the ice was a lot thicker. It was a lot colder that day. The next day it was sixty degrees and the ice had started to melt and we could still step on it, but it was starting to give way and water was going on top of it. Do you remember anything when you went in the water? I remember the screams. Um, call nine one one. I don't want to die. Kind of that shot right there of the of being underwater and you know going above the ice and fighting for your life and just the burning sensation of the ice cutting your skin and you trying to grab hold of it and pushing ice up for your buddy next to you and stuff like that. Did you think you were going to die? In those moments, you don't you don't remember what you think, but I didn't know that I was going to die. I don't think that my concern was that I was going to die. I think my concern was the people around me. Because what my friends reported to the paramedics was that I was pushing ice up for Josh Reeder, who was out with me. Mm -hmm. So I don't think in that moment I was thinking about it. And so, as a mom, Joyce, when did you get that phone call? Um, I got the phone call almost 30 minutes after he got into the water. I talked to him moments before he went into the water. In fact, he basically hung up the phone from me and the ice cracked under and he went under. So that was around 11.30. They called me at 11.52 to tell me. I was expecting a telephone call because a friend of um, Josh's mom, Cindy, was going to call me. We were going to transfer children. And so when she called, I wasn't surprised she called, but when she told me, she said, uh, there's been an accident. And I said, oh, you have a car accident? She said, no. She said the kids were out on the ice. The ice broke. They fell through the water, and they just pulled John out of the water. And he doesn't have a heartbeat. You know, it's the telephone call that no parent ever wants to get. And so it was, you know, you go into survival mode at that point in time. So you get to the hospital. I'm going to cry right now, and I, my heart goes out to you as a mom. Because this, you're right. No phone call a mom wants to get. Right. So you get to the hospital, and what happens when you walk in the door and you see John sitting there and laying in that bed? Um, I wasn't going to give up. I, to All the way to the hospital, I was praying, God, you can't have my son. Please, you gave us him as a gift. You can't take him away from me. So when I walked in the room, I mean, it was upsetting, and I was crying because of what had gone on. But I had an assurance that God was going to take care of it. And so when Dr. Sutter walked over to me and said, you can go up and talk to your son, he was doing that because he was getting ready to call time of death, and that was going to be my time to say goodbye to him. That never crossed my mind. So when I walked up to the end of the bed and I touched his feet, which was the only part that was uncovered, and they were cold and gray, and I just knew it was time to be desperate with God. So I started praying, Holy Spirit, please come and give me back my son. And within moments of that, he started having a heartbeat, and his charge nurse had been standing there for 27 minutes with her finger on a pulse looking for a pulse, and it didn't come. And so when it came, she was so shocked. And I could still remember very vividly her saying, I've got a pulse. I've got a pulse. I, I mean, each time she said it, she was so stunned that it happened. And to me, everything was okay after that. It was going to be okay. Doctors weren't quite on that page with me. Well, you don't know the after. You don't know right. how his body or brain's going to Right. And we're looking at a picture of all your buddies in the hospital. Do you remember waking up? Uh, I remember seeing three people. A former children's pastor, um, a good family friend, and my uncle Don. Um, and then finally, uh, when they were starting to back me off the propofol, um, I was scared. Like, you see in the TV shows of the parents.
patient waking up and seeing just the hospital ceiling. And that's what I saw. And I was just, I wanted to know, does everybody know in here? Am I okay? What ha I knew I fell in the lake, but I, went, I didn't know that, like, how severe it was. So I was really scared at that time. But mom was there, and she kind of explained it to me and told me that everything was going to be okay. Well, you guys, um, the anniversary is tomorrow. You're a miracle. And like you said, I'm, I, you know, so blessed. And it's just an incredible story. And there are miracles that do happen in yes, life. Yes, there are. And you're living proof of that. So thank you so much for being with us. The Impossible is out now, the book. You can go get it and read this amazing story. And like we said, a full-length motion picture is yes. made out of your life. So, And you want to be a minister. So look here at the power of God and how God has moved in this young man's life. God moved according to the faith and the prayers of his mother. His mother called on the Holy Spirit to deliver her son. And so regardless of what your situation is, the process of receiving a breakthrough is the same. We have to call on the Holy Spirit to move on our behalf. If you notice, the mother said that she had an assurance that God was going to do something for her. She believed God. She had an assurance that God would move. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, which is our focal scripture. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if, we ask, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So when John's mom says she had an assurance when she was praying, she said that she was crying just like any normal mother would. She was upset just like any parent would be. But she had an assurance that God would answer her prayer. So when we call on the Holy Spirit, number one, he will answer. But we have to have a confidence, an assurance, a trust, a belief, a firm foundation as we approach God with what may seem impossible to man. When we approach God, we have to have an assurance that when we're praying according to his will, he hears us and that he will answer us. He will deliver us and we'll have everything that we have asked of him. What is a spiritual breakthrough? A spiritual breakthrough is a time when a person is saved. They gain a deeper understanding of biblical truths and they receive an answer or win a victory over a besetting sin. A breakthrough of a spiritual nature is when they receive an answer to a prayer or overcome a besetting sin. Now, there are different types of breakthrough. There's the physical or the medical breakthrough, such as what John received. There's spiritual breakthroughs. And then their financial breakthroughs. And we're going to talk about the three of those uh, today. But the process of receiving a breakthrough, regardless of the type, is the same. So to receive a breakthrough, the first thing you need to do 
is call on the Holy Spirit to deliver. Whatever you need deliverance from, whatever that circumstances is, whatever that impossible situation is, you need to approach God in faith and call on the Holy Spirit to deliver. Prayer and petition unto God needs to be made. If you notice in the example of the clip from Breakthrough, that in addition to John's mother calling on God and asking the Holy Spirit to deliver her son, but she also asked the people to pray as John was still breathing days after the entire ordeal. So prayer and petition unto God. We have to get people around us that believe God just as we do and that can pray and intercede on behalf of that impossible, what looks like an impossible situation. And as in the instance with John, God often responds instantly to faith. He responds instantly to faith. And now when I say he responds instantly to faith, that means that when you touch heaven and you ask God and you call on the Holy Spirit to deliver you, you will receive a instant response. Now, the full manifestation may take some time because as you watch the movie with Breakthrough, it took time before John was able to get up out of the hospital and go home and go back to his normal life. But God did respond instantly and that his heart started beating. So there is an instant response when you call on the Holy Spirit in faith, in assurance, in confidence. When you stand on the firm foundation and belief that God will do what he said he will do. So God respond, often responds instantly. So in order to receive a breakthrough, it needs to be a situation that appears to be a desperate situation with no chance of help except a miracle from God. A desperate situation with no chance of help except a miracle from God. I remember the time when we first moved here to Jacksonville and I had a upper upper respiratory infection. And I've only caught those like once or twice in my life. And it was pretty bad. And I remember that Pastor Derek took me to get some medication. He took me to the uh, hospital. They gave me a prescription. And we were sitting in front of CVS. And I was waiting on him to get the medication. And the pharmacist said it will be ready in a couple of hours. Pastor Derek came back to the car and I said, no, go back. Tell him I need some now because I can't breathe. And so Pastor Derek went inside, came back out to the car. And he said, no, we just have to wait, you know, because they're a little backed up, something along those lines. I think they had a lot of people for us. And so they just, we had to wait. And I said, I can't breathe. I need you to go back in there and get something. Well, when we were at the hospital, I already couldn't breathe. But my level of breathing was enough that I can breathe out of one nostril. I just couldn't breathe out the other. By the time we got to CVS, I could not breathe at all. So Pastor Derek went out, jumped out of the car, went back into CVS. And the moment he slammed the door closed, 
my entire nose closed up and I could not breathe. But I opened my mouth and I said, Holy Spirit. In an instant, it felt as if a rushing wind took over my face and a sustained wind blew across my nose for the equivalent of 10 minutes and I was able to breathe. Now, I was literally at the point where I completely could not breathe. I couldn't breathe a little bit. <laughs> I literally could not breathe at all. But I called on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit instantly answered. By the time Pastor Derek came back to the car, tears are streaming down my face. And I'm able to breathe. And he jumps in the car. What is wrong with you? I said, I called on the Holy Spirit and he answered me. See, he didn't get back in time with the medication. But I called on the Holy Spirit and he answered me. There's some of us that are waiting for people to bring our deliverance. And they can't make it to us in time. Some people don't want to help you get delivered. But if you call on the Holy Spirit to deliver, he will answer you. And we've got to stand in faith and believe. So praying for personal breakthrough. Call on the name of Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to move in your situation. We can literally right now just close our eyes and you can whisper and just say, Holy Spirit, move in my situation. This situation seems impossible with man. Whatever your situation is, it might be different for different people. But the situation may seem impossible for you, but it is not impossible for God. So call on the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit move in this situation. I've been going through this for too long. Whatever your this is, whatever your that is, you've been going through it for too long. Some people are waiting on a breakthrough in their body. Some people are waiting on a breakthrough in their relationships. Some people are waiting on a breakthrough in their children. There are people whose children that have strayed away from God, incarcerated, on drugs, living a lifestyle that they know God has not ordained or predestined for them, wayward, backslidden. And parents have been praying for a breakthrough. Some people are waiting for a breakthrough in their finances, been struggling for years, for decades even, trying to overcome generational curse of poverty. And you've been waiting for a breakthrough, doing what God has assigned you to do. Tithing, being responsible with your money, paying down debt, doing what you're supposed to do, but you still need a breakthrough. Call on the name of Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to move in your situation. We literally can say, Holy Spirit, I need you to move. I've been in this situation for too long. 
year after year after year, relationship problems, the same cycle of abuse, the same cycle of torment from the enemy, physical issues, year after year. There's some people that have been sick since they were a kid. Every single year, they're spending thousands upon dollars in insurance and co-pays because of medical issues, chronic medical issues. And so your situation has gone on for too long, but you need a breakthrough from God. Even some people have wanted to give up and say, well, what's the point of me continuing? The doctors almost tried to get John's mom to give up. They tried to tell her that he was not going to get better. Sometimes friends and even family members and church members and people around you come to you and say, well, hey, I don't know if this is going to work for you. Why don't you just get up and give up and accept it? Sometimes people who you thought would should be there for you Instead of them helping you and praying you through and believing God with you, they look at your situation and say, I don't think that's going to happen. He needs to let it go. She needs to let it go. He needs to just face it. It must be God's will. Beloved, it is not God's will for his children to suffer. It is not God's will. That's why at the top of this message I said if we pray, if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us and we have whatever it is we ask of him. So we have to understand his will. And the first thing that we need to be delivered from mentally and spiritually is the thought that pain and suffering is the will of God. It is not. That is a lie and a trick of the enemy. Pain and suffering is not the will of God. It is not God's will for his children to suffer. It is not God's will for his children to be sick or afflicted or mistreated or abused. Some people have been in domestic violence situations all their life. They've seen it as a child and they go through it as an adult. Never escaping the curse. You need a breakthrough. It is not God's plan. It is not his will. Praying for personal breakthrough. Persistent prayer. John's mother didn't just pray one time. She kept praying until the full manifestation of the breakthrough was received. See, the Holy Spirit responded instantly and that John's heart started beating again. But there was a process to his full recovery. There was time. Although John's heart was beating they had to wean him off of the propofol and everything that they had because they put him in a medically induced coma and they had to wean him off the medications or all of his organs would have shut down completely. And once they weaned him off of it, it took a little bit of time and then he woke up. And then he started to get better and better and better. And ultimately he was able to leave the hospital and has made a full recovery. So persistence in prayer. See, some of us are wishing that God would do an instant miracle, and he does. The Holy Spirit does move. But then when they don't see the full manifestation, they stop and give up. 
or they become doubtful again. Or they blame God. Why did I get this part, but not the full thing? Persistent in prayer, fasting. Accordance with how the Holy Spirit leads you to fast. Fasting is a different method for each person. Faith, always standing in faith and believing God will do what he said he will do. Alignment with God's will. Remember we said praying according to his will. That means we have to get into the word and see what the word of God says about our circumstance. What does the Bible say about your situation? Therefore, your prayers should be targeted towards what the Bible says about your situation. You should be praying the scriptures over your situation. If you're facing a financial hurdle and you need financial breakthrough, you should be praying, my God shall supply all of my needs. I'm the lender and not the borrower. You should be praying, Malachi 3 and 10. God's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing. If you're tithing, you can pray that. So your prayer should be in alignment with God's will. If you're facing an issue where you need a medical breakthrough, you need a breakthrough in your um, physical body, or even your mind and your emotions, if you need a breakthrough, you need deliverance. Some people have memories of painful, traumatic experiences they've had in life, and they've had them all their life. Some months they do fine, other months of the year, they, those memories reoccur. And so they have the memories over and over and over. Or the enemy will send something, a storm or a situation, and it will remind them of that past experience. Those are tormenting spirits. And some people need a spiritual breakthrough. So aligning your prayers with God's will. And God's will is found in his word. You will always find God's will in his word. You want to know what God's will is for situations? Look in the word of God. Patience. Although there is an instant response, the full manifestation may take time. So patience. And guess what? Forgiving. If you actually watch Breakthrough, the movie, you'll see that there was a time in the movie where John's mother had to forgive and she had to repent. She had to forgive those in the church and those that were around her that didn't believe and whose presence were disturbing hers and her faith for what God was going to do for her son. She had to repent for the way she treated her new incoming pastor, because she had a self-righteous personality, a self-righteous attitude towards him. He didn't fit the traditional bill. So she had to forgive and repent. And finally, when you're praying for a breakthrough, you stand still and watch God work. Many times through the movie, You'll find John's mom sitting there at his table, at his feet, at his bed, in the hospital room, standing there 
at his bed in the hospital room. She was standing still and watching God work. So we have to stand still and watch God work in our situation. That's the only way that you're going to get the breakthrough that God has. So, Father God, we ask you to do a work in us. We need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. Some of us need a breakthrough in our finances. Some of us need a breakthrough in our homes. But we need a breakthrough. And we ask you, Lord God, to move on our behalf. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and bring deliverance where needed, bring healing where needed, bring restoration where needed, bring protection and provisions where needed. We ask you, Most High God, we come under the blood of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for forgiving us from our sins and iniquities. We pray, God, that your grace will cover us. We pray, God, that you'll give us a heart and mind to continue to walk in your truth. And we bind the hand of the enemy and anything that would try to tempt us to stray away from you. We ask you, God, to give us a heart and mind to live as you would have us to live. We thank you for your love, and we thank you that by faith, in Jesus' name, we receive the breakthrough in any area of our life where it is needed. Come, Holy Spirit, God, my deliverer, and deliver us. In Jesus' name, amen, always.